Universe is the show where nerds do what nerds do best, argue. I'm Caitlin Hempstead, and this week I will be representing Ellen Ripley. And I'm Adam Peacock, and this week I will be representing Princess Leia Organa. Oh, baby, two absolute titans of sci-fi. Absolutely. And you know what's funny? I spent most of my time researching Ripley, so (laughs) all my Leia notes are going to be on the fly. This is all coming from memory. Why did you do that? Honestly, I thought I was doing oh, I no. thought I was doing Ripley. <laughs> and then did you look back at our texts? <laughs> well, I looked back at our text and when it said I'll ask you questions about Ripley or about Leia, I was like, "Great. I'm doing I'm doing Ripley. I don't know how I got to this, but I think I know enough about Princess Leia to make a good go of it. I think you're going to crush it. Uh and I think we'll help each other out along the way. Can't wait to talk about these two absolute queens. Let's get into it. Adam, you have two minutes on the clock to state your case. Why is Leia better than Ripley? And good freaking luck, my guy. Ready? Go. Let's talk about orphans. There are a lot of them, and they need to be adopted. And if you're an orphan... Get out there and get you a Jimmy Smith's. Get somebody who's going to take you to a wonderful planet and live you and live have you live a beautiful life while your brother has to go live in a dirt in the dirt on a dirt planet because I, them's the breaks, I guess. Princess Leia Organa raised in the way of political savvy and subterfuge. She is a senator, has spent most of her life in the service of her people. Also, not just a senator, has tapped into the Force itself. Luke Skywalker's twin sister also possesses the powers of the Force, although she was really robbed on screen, having never been allowed to showcase her abilities. But somebody who has to deal with something that a lot of us have to deal with, and that's a broken relationship with our fathers. Princess Leia Organa is the daughter of none other than Sith Lord Darth Vader. She stood by and watched as her father blew up an entire planet, which could be a knock against her, or that's what a real leader does. It's They stand by while everybody gets massacred, and they are miles and miles away from the action. No different than American politics. She has suffered through the slave enslavement by Jabba the Hutt, only to be rescued by her love, Han Solo. In what some have considered to be the most romantic sci-fi relationship of all time, Princess Leia, Han Solo, lovers, star-crossed lovers, after making out with her brother for a little bit, but hey, not everybody's perfect. We all got hot cousins. They come together in the hottest romance, giving us the next biggest villain Kylo Ren but hey her belief in her father and her brother and her son is enough to not only save the three of them but the galaxy itself Princess Leia Organa for the win wow and with 15 seconds to spare well put thanks buddy that was beautiful to listen to I have one bone to pick I don't think she makes out with her brother you're right they just kiss it's just a tender close mouth kiss who hasn't done that with their sibling I am I am discoloring the picture by saying it's a makeout. Okay. I just wanted to get that on the table. It's a kiss, but she definitely makes out with Han Solo though. Oh yeah, big time. And more if I understand human reproduction correctly. If the book that I read explained it to me correctly, I think that's what they did. Oh yeah. But speaking of reproduction, let's talk aliens. Caitlin, tell us why Ellen Ripley's the better person with two minutes on the clock. Go. Ellen Ripley, the blueprint, the original, the icon, the mother 
of us all. If you enjoy science fiction, you've got Ellen Davenk. We first meet Ripley on the good ship Nostromo. She's just a young warrant officer who thinks she's going to enjoy a nice, chill ride in stasis, just like we all do after a long, hard day's work doing some sort of space thing. Oh, no, no, no. Once her ship touches down on a planet, she is off on a hair-raising, chest-exploding adventure through the stars. Ripley is so cool. Uh, she defeats the alien who massacres her entire crew and she saves the cat and that's why they call the book that. She's sent back to Earth in stasis. She gets sent back out again. But does Ripley complain? No. No matter how many times her evil company sends her out to kick some alien ass, she gets back up and does it again because no human being ever created by two parents or by cloning can take as much of a beating as Ellen Ripley. She just does not stay down. She's like that tub-thumping song incarnate. Let's say more. Her outfit rules. Her sidekicks are the best. Jones and Newt? Come on. You're not going to find more iconic sci-fi sidekicks. Christ, that was hard to say. She spawned an entire new kind of movie trope, the tough lady action hero ball buster. Everybody who came after was just sort of a Ripley ripoff, and it took us an entire generation to get away from this character because she was so cool. Yes, she's a badass, but she's also tender with the kitty and the baby, and it points even with the aliens. When she comes back as a clone, even that clone is kind of kick-ass and nice. Her DNA is just too strong, and I am arguing for every little girl who's ever worn a Ripley costume and tried to get her cat to go trick-or-treating with her. Ripley is the greatest. And with five seconds to spare, very, very good. Thank you very much. I think we both made succinct, yet histrionic points <laughs> i think both are pretty accurate yeah i look i mean these are two incredible characters and we cannot deny it so here's where ripley loses me a little bit i was going through and as i mentioned at the top of the episode i screwed up and did the wrong research but that's okay finding out that there's not just one ripley caitlin there's eight of them we go through eight ripley's and to draw out the queen alien from a clone of a Ripley to get to I, the, the the weaponization of the I, the cloning process for me just really kind of threw me off a little bit. That's where I get a little lost in the woods. Okay, you're talking about alien resurrections. Correct. Okay, or let me flip that for you. What about this argument? There's only one Leia. There's, I think maybe you might even say nine Ripley's if you count the original. Oh, yeah, you're right. I did the math wrong. Yeah. So that's 900% more. So that's 900% better. Well, or you could say it takes 900% more people to do the job of one woman. <gasps> wow. That's spicy. Um, okay. I take your point. If you look at just their jobs, um, Leia saves the universe. Mm-hmm. Ripley saves a couple of ships because presumably these aliens are still out there breeding unabated. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, well, that goes to one of my questions that I'm going to ask you, which is completely off the point. But, you know, really, they're, Ripley is affecting a natural life form. You know, that thing just, the xenomorphs, they're just out there doing their thing. They don't know if what they're doing is right or wrong. They're just living. Are you saying Emperor Palpatine is not a life form? I... That's a pretty evil dude. I don't know. I don't know, man. I think that uh, 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 is a wolf that eats a sheep more evil or less evil than a person who eats a sheep? I, I, I mean, again, we're both just doing what our natural instincts tell us to do. Yeah. I think I 
might be making a weird backdoor Ayn Rand argument that some people are, should be allowed to kill other people. Uh-oh. Wait, is that a thing Ayn Rand said? Oh, she's always saying that kind of stuff. I don't know. She was traumatized. I think Ripley has cooler villains, and I know you little Star Wars heads are going to come at me, but Darth Vader's just like a guy who got burnt. You know, Emperor Palpatine's just like a, a Hitler. You know, we've seen a million of those. I think H.R. Giger's aliens are the scariest, most nightmare-inducing sci-fi villains of all time. And I think they're better, and I think that makes Ripley better. What about Chewbacca, though? Uh, what? I mean, is she's the palling villain? around with Chewbacca. No, but she's palling around with him. Oh, you're talking about sidekicks? Yeah. We're, oh, you're talking villains. I'm sorry, villains. villains. I, I, Two okay, separate conversations, villains, which right. I really want right. to have. I mean, you know, Palpatine is, he's space Hitler. There's no doubt about that. But yeah. I think, you know, the true villain is fighting against broken relationships with your parents. <laughs> okay. You think that's the message of Star Wars overall? I think so. I don't think it's just about laser swords. Why don't they just give up, call them lightsabers, George? Like, just accept that you've lost and that we all call them lightsabers. Wait, I feel like this is something I should know. Are they called laser swords from Lucas? I think that, like, they're never called, aren't they never called lightsabers in the movies? Or in the original trilogy? What do you think it is about a guy who makes something that everybody loves and then he just becomes hell-bent on destroying that thing? Yes, I would like to talk about that. A guy who makes something that generations love to share and then goes, I, I want to make it bad. Yeah. And then a huge corporation comes in and is like, no, 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 no. What if we made it good? Well, speaking of huge corporations, let's get, I mean, between these two, these two heroes. Yeah. Who has the harder job? I'm really glad you brought this up because when you mentioned corporations, I was like, yeah, okay, sure. The real villain of Star Wars is bad daddies, but the real villain of alien is capitalism. The Wayland yutani Corporation is bringing back the alien so that they can study it. And if a bunch of people die, they don't care. And I would argue that pitting a bunch of people who want to rule the universe against a bunch of people who don't care what they destroy to make money, I'm going to go with Wayland yutani for bigger villain. Darker, yeah. harder job. <sighs> I mean, Palpatine just wants to rule the galaxy. And honestly, a lot of stuff seemed to be running pretty smooth with him in charge. Look, this is something that I think we need to talk about, about those films. Is like, most people in the galaxy are like, yeah, I don't enjoy the Empire, but like, I don't know. I don't really like America. Right. I mean, the galaxy's pretty big, so it's not every town that has asshole stormtroopers walking around. Right. In it. There aren't enough storm. I refuse to believe that they're recruiting enough young clones and boys and girls to be stormtroopers. Well, you really got me by the short hairs there, because I think Palpatine really is just let me be in charge and I'll leave you alone. Kind of. And it's like, yeah, I can't fault a freedom fighter. Like, I get that you don't want to be part of this empire, but... What is he actually doing? Taxing you? I guess. Whereas Waylon Yutani is like, we literally want to force people to reproduce with aliens and breed with them. And really, I mean, they just the the Sith really just hate the the Jedi. They got they don't seem to have a beef with everyday, you know, everyday Joes. Interesting. Yeah, if you're not force sensitive, they'll just let you go about your little business. And how many people are even force sensitive? I mean, not that many. I, I can't imagine. Which is another thing that I wanted to bring up. Princess Leia, incredibly cool character. Can't fault her. Sure. 
But eventually, as time goes on, we learn, oh, well, you know, one of the reasons she's special is she's magic. She has magic powers. Yeah. One of the reasons I really love Ripley is that she's just some lady. Like, she wasn't even in charge of that ship. There was nothing special about her DNA, about her background. She didn't come from money. She was basically a petty officer who stood up and 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 fought for what was right again and again. Yeah, I, you're absolutely right. I think what makes Leia win, win this part of the debate is that she, we're told she's magic, but we never really get to experience any of her badassness. We mm-hmm. see it all in Ripley all the time. Yeah. You know, we're told Leia's really cool and really powerful, but we don't really see it. I mean, that space floating thing was pretty bad. That's it was pretty, pretty bad. rough. I'm glad it you brought bad. it up. It was a little <laughs> embarrassing. It was like, oh, I moved my body a couple of feet through space. And I think we should look it up, Tom. I don't know if you have this information available, but I think you implode in like three seconds if you're out in space like that. Yeah, and I think it's presumed that the force helps her keep her molecules together. Sorry, I spit. <laughs> That's okay. It's pretty stupid. Oh, sometimes I lose control of my jaw when something is kind of stupid. Okay, producer Tom says space is weird and different in Star Wars. Okay. Okay. All right. That's fair. Space is weird. Space works. Yeah, space is. And we don't really, I mean, I don't care what Neil deGrasse Tyson says. He doesn't really know what's he happening. He doesn't all the way out there. know. He's never been there. He doesn't know shit. Yeah, you, he hasn't been there. Come back when you've lived in space for a while or just don't come back. Why don't you stop ruining fucking movies for everybody? These are hard franchises to compare because they want to do very different things. Like Star Wars is like, it's an opera, it's a western, it's a, you know, ronin. Yeah. It's fun. And Aliens is like, it's not fun, it's bad. And you should be afraid. You should be afraid. And I am. I mean, that's really, that's, there's a lesson, I think, you know, Star Wars, I think, at least for me, teaches you and inspires you to experience the world and to experience different cultures and to learn as much as you can because we're all better for it. And Alien taught me just to stay at home. Don't go anywhere because something will kill you. But in the end, might that not be the thing that helps our species survive? If we take care of the Earth, we won't have to worry about terraforming other planets. If we just stay on our happy little planet and take care of each other then who knows what we could become. I mean, yeah, but we can't even get Bud Light right. (laughs) If we can't get the worst beer right, what do you mean? Are you talking about the controversy or just that it tastes bad? I'm talking about that Dylan Mulvaney. Yeah. You know, we can't even get that right. So what hope do we have? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going to have to terraform other planets. But light is a really good point, and now I am on board for exploring the galaxy. Like, if that's enough to tear us apart, good lord, imagine if a xenomorph showed up. I think the message of aliens is listen to women. Here's why. Okay. Ripley tells them not to go down to the planet. Ripley is like, don't let that guy back in the ship. He's got a thing on his face. Uh, Ripley is like, I'm not going to go back out there. Um, It's a bad idea. And then Ripley is like, don't clone me, bro. So if people had just heard her and listened to her, none of the events of the film would have happened and space would have remained safe and cool. God, I mean, you're right. It's a good message. It is a good message. And what's the message of Star Wars? Like a princess should date a guy who's mean to her? Uh, yeah, yeah. 
that is the message. If you, he's only doing that because he likes you. Yeah, yeah. If a dude treats you really shitty. Yeah, if he pulls your pigtails and pushes you down, yeah. he likes you. Who would you rather have defending you in a fight, Leia or Ripley? I gotta go Leia because she can fly through space. Yeah, yeah she's got force. She's force sensitive. I gotta, I gotta go with that. I think magic wins over robots, right? Magic. Oh my god! Now we're really getting to the heart of it. Does magic win over robots? I think. I mean, I think so. For me, I'm not so sure. I really like robots. I mean, robots, I uh, everybody would love to have an R2-D2. Yes, and I think that robots could come to be true. And I don't, listen, Prometheus, I don't think they're always going to be evil, handsome freaks. <laughs> Sometimes they're going to be Data. Yeah. And we love Data, don't we? We do. I just watched an episode where Data met his creator. <gasps> oh, which... my God. I didn't know was until today was Brent Spiner in old man makeup. Yeah, it's really good old man makeup. I don't know what happened to TV old man makeup. It was really good. Is that the one where we meet Lore? I think so, yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay, we don't have a ton of time left. Let's talk about sidekicks. Who's got better sidekicks? Chewbacca. It's Leia. Chewbacca, her real life daughter, plays one of her sidekicks. That is cute. She's running around with, oh God, what's her name? Oh, this is terrible. I can't think of her name. What's um, Laura, Laura, Laura Dern? Laura Dern, sure. She's, I, she's got Laura Dern. Mm, Laura Dern being her sidekick in that movie, I don't know. I'm iffy on that. Why? Why? I think Laura Dern's got her own shit going on. That's like saying, like, uh, what's her name? The woman who, like, was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress is Ripley's side. Like, the whole crew isn't Ripley's sidekick. That's true. I am just naming other Star Wars characters. <laughs> I think you're just, you know, she's got all these sidekicks, like Finn, Rey... <laughs> Maz Kanata. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lando Calrissian. Sure. Her sidekicks. Her, all of her sidekicks. God, what I were some other toys that came out? Shadows of the Empire. I don't know. A kitty and a toddler? Those are great sidekicks. Jones is so cute. Uh, yeah, but what if you just, what if you hate kids? Um. Well, do you want them to die? Oh, this is tough because you are really putting me on the spot. I am. And I want to answer that question, but I can't because we're out of time for oh, this segment. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Well, that's not Adam that it's true. You know, we have to respect the clock. And so I will just have to assume that Adam wishes that millennials were the final generation and human beings would disappear from the earth forever. You are. If you're out there, send in your thoughts. What do you think I think about all this? Sure. Uh, you know, decide who won that segment and then accuse Adam of some stuff. Whatever you want to <laughs> write in about. Uh, of course, you can always email us at versus. <laughs> uh, it's true. It's true. We need to move on and we need to take a swift break and when we come back oh boy it's time for round two and some incredible games that you will not want to miss brb everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35 magnesium will help you rediscover balance energy and vitality Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you had a chance to stretch your legs, uh, maybe step outside the porthole a little bit and take a quick spacewalk because we are back to round two of this week's episode of Versus. Of course, in round two, Adam and I get to pick one game each to play with each other from a list of various game ideas that our producers have put together. Uh, and in this battle of the sci-fi heroines, uh, Ripley versus Leia, I am choosing a little game called Fandom or fan dumb d-u-m-b spell it out uh it's probably pretty easy to tell why i picked this one in this game adam and i each have two minutes to explain why our fandom is the best and the other person's fandom is the worst so adam if you are ready i am okay we're gonna put two minutes on the clock and you go for it this was tough because our fan bases for both of these franchises are pretty similar. We have action figures. There's, you know, cosplay, certainly. There's video games for both of these franchises, and Ripley shows up in, in many of them. So there's a lot of similarities, but I think where the Alien franchise loses it, and I hope I'm not wrong on this, conventions. Ooh. I'm talking three days in a warehouse meeting celebrities hanging out with people dressed up like characters from the movie you could take those ripley cosplays i've seen them the the what do you call it the uh the mech suit i've seen people come up with that they put their babies in that their dogs in that it's super cute we got to get those people in a warehouse or some big tented area where people can get together and, and buy and trade goods and come up with fan theories about who's really who and what's going to happen in the next installment and why this one should have been that one and vice versa and all that stuff. You know, so it feels like the alien fan base, you have all the, you have all the parts, you have all the balls in the air and now you just need a big old mitt to catch those balls and it's conventions. I think that's where Star Wars nails it. Really interesting stuff. So your argument is like, what fan base, basically? If you're not getting together and, and just hanging out for three days, what's the point? Do you really even like the movie? Yeah. What's uh, Yeah. <laughs> if you're not getting a bunch of real stinky people together <laughs> to bother. Yeah. The stinkiest of people <laughs> who have been working on these costumes yeah. and using God knows what kind of paint. Oh, yeah. We all reek of glue and spirit gum. and Yeah. Yeah. And if you put foam and fabric together for a couple of weeks it smells like a jockey strap yeah <laughs> jockey strap like a jockey would wear on the horsey <laughs> no that's from ace ventura i think it's ace ventura right? <laughs> okay i got a guy who hasn't washed his jock strap because he thinks flies are lucky oh god nasty those movies are bad all right <laughs> <clears throat> i'd like to counter that argument fine you have two minutes to tell why your fan base is the best haha <laughs> okay let's go um, hey, have you have ever met like even one other Star Wars fan? Um, y'all are nightmares. You hate everything. You hate everything about the thing that you claim to love. 
Every movie that comes out you hate. Every toy you hate. Every actor that plays a character. And I am not just talking about the hardcore weirdos on the internet. Legitimately, every time I talk to someone who says that they're a fan of Star Wars, they go like, yeah, I didn't really like the last movie or the other three ones before that or the four movies before that. Um, and I, when I was a little kid, I didn't really like the original Star Wars movies. I just like the idea of it. If you like the idea of it, sweetie, you're not a fan. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you that like alien fans, we don't get together. We don't have big cosplay costumes necessarily so much. We don't like go on Etsy and sell like A-line dresses with like robots from the movies, although I would buy that. But I think that one of the beautiful things about fans of Alien is that they're so excited about new Alien properties. They're like, yes, another movie. A crossover with Predator? Sounds stupid. I'm in. A video game that's really glitchy and they just never bother to debug? No prob. And yeah, here's my big mech suit with my baby in it. Um, so I think Alien fans are just uh, like the happy-go-lucky capybaras of the fandom universe. They're just glad to be there. You know... As you were describing that, I found myself agreeing with you a lot, and I felt guilty. Mm. But then I thought about it for a second, and then I didn't feel guilty because I realized I'm defending Princess Leia, not the fan base. So you're right. Okay, fair enough. I think we played <laughs> the game. Are psychos. I think we played the game. It was the way it was supposed to be played, and uh, maybe one of us won. So, look, I haven't. I mean, we need to get Alien into a theme park. Like they did with Star Wars. I am dying for Universal to open up an alien ride. And then like one person on the ride is a plant and a chest burster explodes out of them. Hell yeah. It, you know, both of our things kind of came together in uh, Spaceballs. That is true. With the little, with the chest burster at the end. I, that has nothing to do with anything. I just thought of that. I thought it was fun. All right. I have a game now. We're going to play a little bit of a pop quiz. You and I have both taken some time before we got here to write down some questions and some answers. We're going to quiz each other on our respective heroines. We have five questions each. Mm -hmm. All right, you go first. All right. I'm going to start easy and then I'm going to get hard. Um, Clearly, you're a true fan. Let's see how it goes. Question number one. What planet was Leia princess of? Alderaan. Correct. Just taking it easy, you know, starting out smooth. All right. Question number two. True or false? Per the official canon, Leia trained as a Jedi. True. False. Per the official canon? Nope. Uncanon novels. Leia training as a Jedi is from things that were later declared non-canon when the new movies came out. Oh, that's that. Yeah, okay. I know what you're talking about. Because Luke trained her, but it's in the, what are they called? The, it's the, uh, like dark whatever something. Whatever. Yeah. Know, yeah. All right, fine. False. I got it wrong. Sorry. Okay. Can you name one of Leia's adoptive parents? <laughs> Yes, but all I want to do is say Jimmy Smith. I know, I know. I was so, when you launched with that in your argument part, I was like, oh no, he's going to ace this one. Oh my God. No, now I ruined it. Bail, bail, bail. Yes, Bail Organa. Yes, nice Bail Organa, not Jimmy Smith. <laughs> Incredible work. <laughs> I probably would have taken Jimmy Smith if you'd argued for it. Oh my God. He was the president. Yeah, sure. Question number four. Real life revolutionaries from what country inspired princess leia's hairdo oh my god i was just uh france mexico 
Damn, I was just oh yeah. All right. These are hard ones. I, I was I knew I was gonna get it wrong, but I was hoping I'd be on the same continent. I mean, it's a deep cut. And this one, I will be so interested to see if you know this. Question number five. Whose armor was Leia wearing in Jabba the Hutt's palace? This is like impossible. I, oh my god. I, I I don't know. I put this in because I really wanted to say the name. Boosh. Boosh armor. A bounty hunter named Boosh. Oh my god, right. Wait a minute. When why am I confusing these two? Because she goes in and she has a thermal detonator, right? Uh-huh. And she's wearing bounty hunter armor and then she takes it off and you go, ah, it was her. It, that's in is that in Empire or is that in Jedi? Uh it's when she rescues him from Jabba's Palace. When the hell is she in the bikini? She is in the bikini when he comes to get her. Tom says also in Jedi. Jesus, I had that action figure too. I'm getting all kinds of confused over here. Uh, it's a. This is what I'm saying. Being a fan of this series is an exercise in suffering. I'm having. Yeah, this is. Oh, this is too much. Um, but you got two questions right, and it was not the two that I was expecting. So I think you're doing great. All right. So I did. I do. Is that was that five? Mm-hmm. Five. Two for three. Two out of three. Two out of five. Call it whatever you want. A two for three. I'm really mad about that armor thing uh yeah i i i maybe went unfairly hard and i'm probably not gonna get a single one right of the ones you're about to ask me no i bet you will some of them are well okay we'll start off easy I, these are multiple choice questions so here we go what was ripley's job aboard the nostromo oh well i have already said this it is a warrant officer that okay you did say that so, so that's okay, unfair that but one, i am gonna take that one that's okay no you take that one but i want to hear your multiple choice answers anyway janitor mm-hmm. chief medical officer mm-hmm. or pilot mm-hmm. okay i thought those were pretty good those are good diversions yeah i would have been distracted caitlin what is ripley's daughter's name who's dead <sighs> is it a amanda b kelly c savannah or d helen oh man oh i'm mad that i can't remember um Well, it was the 80s, so I'm going to say Kelly. No, it's Amanda. Damn it. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Okay. I was trying to think of a good 80s name, too, you know, with that, like Kelly. Yeah, Kelly was really convincing. These are great. I should have given you multiple choice next time. Well, this one's going to be a little tough, but I think I I feel pretty good about this one for you. Caitlin, one of my pals named their daughter Ripley. Which one? (laughs) Was it my friend Wad? (laughs) Was it my friend Murdoch? Was it my friend Christine or was it my friend Xander? Uh, Christine. <laughs> no, it was Xander. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, that's a Buffy <laughs> reference. You're not going to get me. I, 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 that was probably a bad one, but nope, that actually that was did happen. Incredible multiple choice question. Great work. Uh, Caitlin, where did the AFI rank Ripley on their list of 100 greatest heroes and villains? Was it 74, 8, 13 or 100. I came across this in my research and I believe it was eight. That is correct. She was ranked number eight. Thank you. And finally, I'm curious to see how you're going to respond to this. Caitlin, who is the real victim of the alien franchise? (laughs) Is it a Ripley B her daughter C the alien or D Bishop? Wow. Um, now I kind of have to get inside your head, and I'm going to say the alien. That is correct. That is what I put down as the answer. Yeah. I talked about it earlier. They came to their planet. They were just doing their own thing. Yeah. 
you can't be mad at it because they just showed up and like started wreaking havoc. I'm with you. And Ash like was a, a, a psyop for the U- Whaling Utani Corporation. And yeah. so like who knows what that signal even was. And then they had to fight the Predators. Yeah. I'd... Oh, yeah. You're... God, my heart was really breaking for them. I mean, if these were bugs and like we were bigger than them, we would step on them because they'd be so gross. Yeah. You know? But they're just trying to trying to do their thing. It's not a sin to be gross. It's not. Take it from me. <laughs> I learned that in catechism. (laughs) Well, we have reached the end of the games portion of our lovely little afternoon talking about two women that we absolutely love. Um, And so now we've reached the portion where we each have 60 seconds to make our little closing arguments and say why we believe that either Leia or Ripley is the greatest character. Adam, we'll put 60 seconds on the clock and you go for it, bud. We've had a lot of fun here today, Caitlin, but both of these characters are really spectacular and both characters that you can really admire and look up to and 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 strive to be more like. I think the thing I like about Leia the most is that she really does put people ahead of herself. She's sort of the dream of what you want a politician or a leader to be. Somebody who doesn't really falter, who doesn't... who who when tempted never really gives in you know stands up for what's right for her people and it doesn't hurt that she can fly through space um you know the drama's fun because it's her dad that's just a fun thing and then her son you know it's sort of like a cursed family so you got to feel bad for in that way it's really that's kind of like jaws a little bit i guess where this curse just keeps following everybody kind of like an alien too because you know like in jaws 4 it haunts the family as well too but anyways she she's a she's a good leader she's a good uh a good she believe like to believe in people's true goodness is something to aspire to beautiful absolutely an aspirational character all right kaylin 60 seconds on the clock let's hear it for ripley let's do it ripley We never see her fall in love. We never see her give birth to a child. We never see her defined by a man at all. Ripley does what she wants to who she wants and with what she wants. Um, She saves so many people. She makes so many unbelievably hard choices. And she is someone who was not born, not, uh, you know, trained to be a leader. She just became a leader when the situation called for it. Her outfit is incredible. Her fighting is spectacular. Uh, She's just literally always right. If people would just listen to Ripley, things would have gone a lot smoother. She loved the kitty. She loved the baby. And Sigourney Weaver is one of the coolest people ever to do it uh, in Hollywood. And this is a character that I have always loved and is a character that when I saw the Alien movie when I was a little kid, I was like, that is the kind of person that I would like to be as an adult. And I admire her deeply. Well, all of those things you said about being judged or being controlled by a man or, you know, and, you know, all that stuff only counts if you pay attention to it. (laughs) (laughs) That is is a good point yeah like maybe if we all stop paying attention to bad stuff we wouldn't worry about it so much yeah just stop paying attention to bad stuff yeah my feminism is just taking a little nap (laughs) i love you i know (laughs) woof dude that's it it's kind of (laughs) gross sucks dude sucks dude um please if you're a little child listening to this don't get in a relationship like that get in a relationship like ripley and jones just get a cat 
Or Ripley and the alien, you know, somebody who challenges you, brings out the best in you. There's fire, there's passion. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That's, I think that's a great moral for today's episode. If you listening at home would like to weigh in on who you think won this week's battle, if you want to suggest future episodes of one character versus another, we would absolutely love to hear them. Hit us up at officialvspodcast at gmail.com, tweet at WoodElfMedia, or hit us up on any other social media and use the hashtag versuspodcast. We deeply want to hear from you. Until next week, I'm Caitlin Hempstead. I'm Adam Peacock. And we'll see ya, babies. Bye. Versus is a Wood Elf original series, executive produced by Rob Herding, David Henning, Ryan Middledorf, Caitlin Hempstead, and Adam Peacock. Produced by Tom Breck. Original music by Darren Johnson. Edited by Neely Oftering. Are you a Marvel fan? Matt, you know I am. Jeff, I was asking the listener. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought it seemed like a weird question because, you know, we've been doing a Marvel podcast together for nine years now. No, no, I was trying to grab the attention of all the Marvel fans out there for this ad. Oh. I thought it was weird, too. You should definitely warn us. Good note, Ashley. Well, if you like Marvel movies and TV as much as we do, join us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. He did it again. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.